All right, what is going on, everyone, and welcome back to the CHB podcast. I'm with my boy Daddy D. We both got the fresh carts, and we're back again for a, a tips and predictions. We actually didn't do last week. We both kind of forgot. Like, yeah, I, I didn't do too well in the tips this week. I don't think anyway. So I'm kind I don't of glad think anyone did. Like I yeah, think we all kind of got stuffed hard. up. I haven't. We yeah, haven't I got even four the game again. Really, man. Yeah, I don't even I know will. how much I got. Yeah, because gonna... I tipped Essendon, bro. Ooh. Will, ca- I, Will convinced me on the train about Essendon, on the and bombers. then I switched it. Uh, thought they were prime-timed. Man. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm gonna. I think I got one... One, two... Ooh. Three, four... Five. I probably got, like, five right, I reckon. Yeah, and... I tipped Frio, even though they, they don't have anyone to kick their goals. and Yeah. Oh, oh well. Man. That, they're in shambles. Well, we'll move on now. Week three. Week three. And we're looking at the first game, which happens to be Doggies versus Sydney, an underrated rivalry on a Thursday night. I feel like nothing really came out of that rivalry, like in the 2016 final series. Oh, no, it didn't. Like, somehow they became more rivals with GWS than they did Sydney. Oh, yeah, after that prelim that year. Yeah. That who, was hard fought. Who's taken this one out? Well, I'm pretty excited for this game. I'm pretty sure that the dogs will bounce back because they have to eventually. And everyone's predicting, obviously, them to be top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did see something the other night where teams that had lost in the grand final by a fair amount, they dropped pretty far. But... The dogs just have such a good list. I don't think that they will drop out of the eight, considering everyone else that's in contention for it. So yeah. I'm tipping them to get it done at home against Sydney, who will be coming off a massive week, off a massive game last week. Mm. So I will go with the dogs. I I think it will be only like a four or five goal affair uh, yeah. difference, but I will Agreed. go the dogs. I think... With the doggies, it's such a re- it's like one of the most weirdest teams in the league because I look at their list and I'm like, this team should be good for the next five years. Like, you got oh, um, their players are quite young. Is it is it Sam Darcy? Was he the he was the one right? I know his last name. Is Darcy. Oh, they got drafted. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think I... about him? He should be their future key back for the next billion years. Jamara should be their Jamara and um Norton should be their future keys. This team should be fine. The issue is, I really feel like they're like one of those Robbie Tarrant players away. Like, they just need that extra key defender. Like, I feel... Desperately. I feel maybe nearly more bad for Alex Keith than anyone in the game. Because that guy, man, he goes through it. He's taking on, like, the two best key forwards every single week. Back there to help him, he's only got, like, Ryan Gardner as the other tall who got drafted in, like, the mid-season draft or something. So they definitely need another key back. And if Darcy can get in the team, I completely forgot that they drafted him, to be honest. I think he's out for a long time, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was ever really going to play much this year. But, um, and there's also the, is he a key forward, is he a key back? I think he'll definitely be a key back on this dog side. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah, they have to send him down back because there was talks about moving Norton down back, but you simply can't do that now. Like, yeah, he'd be great back there with Mm. the contested marks, but he's just so valuable up forward. Yeah. 
I definitely have the doggies winning this one, though. They have to come back. Their back line is just so bad. Like, I don't understand how you yeah. can have a top three um, midfield. And then when their forward line's on, it's obviously a top eight caliber forward line easily. But their back line is, I think, one of the worst in the AFL at times. When they're on, they're definitely in the middle. But, like, there are games when they just get smacked around. Like, look at the grand final. The back line got oh, yeah. around easily. And their midfield turned it on and got them back into that game in the grand final. But when Melbourne came back at them, they just had yeah, nothing just, left to give. So it goes it. under the radar how poor the Doggies' defence actually is yeah. because of what they've achieved. But, yeah, you do make a really good point. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess we could probably go on to a different video on how they fix that. But I think the re- what we're trying to get at here is the doggies are too talented to go zero and three. Way oh, too yeah. talented. You can't. And the Swans are. I don't know if they're a talented enough team to be a three and zero. That's my thing. That's my thinking. Yeah. Is I think the doggies have to win this one. People are really jumping on the Swans, Swans now yeah. after that game against Geelong. But uh, you'd need to see more of them. I mean, it's only two rounds in and yeah. the dogs need to win this because it's a long way back if they even drop another one in the next couple of weeks after that. I'm pretty sure they have us the week after at the G. Yeah. So that's another game that they could drop. So it is pretty much they have to win and get back on track. Yeah. Dees versus Bombers, MCG. Uh, we've got two Friday night games next week. I, uh, riddle dumb me this. Fixturing. Yeah. Um, these easily. Uh, the Bombers are, uh, they are in shambles. They have one of the worst forward lines in the game. I saw and... people saying they have the worst forward line in the game. I'm not going to go into if they do, but my God, watching their forward line try and play was one of the oh, worst things I've seen. It was horrible. Peter Wright was on at the start of the game and then just yeah. completely faded out. And they were just playing at nothing the entire game. I can't believe they only lost by like 20 points or whatever it was. <laughs> but uh, like they need Stringer to be firing and they've got Stringer in the middle most of the time now as well. So they need mm. him to be kicking goals. And then like they're relying on Archie Perkins to yeah. pop up and kick some. Like their forward line is really they, they definitely needed Ben King so bad oh and yeah they have the worst small forward depth in the league like tip has gone what happened to old mate mosquito is he still in the league I'm yeah I'm pretty His sure mosquito, he might have retired or like left something the game happened, I don't know if yeah. he's still on their list but you'd hope he still is like yeah. he was pretty exciting and even if, whether he is or not he's not playing like, nah. where are their small forwards? And they don't have a genuine key. Like, Peter Wright's cool and all, but I don't They've know. I got... feel like Peter Wright needs to be the second option slash backup oh, rock. Definitely. Peter number Wright cannot one. be your number one, number option, one especially option, especially for a team, like, going, hoping to compete for the eight. And, like, yeah. up forward, they've got, like, other than Wright, They've got, like, Devin Smith, who a bunch of Essendon supporters at the game were hating on. Like, they do not <laughs> like Devin Smith. Yeah. And he was pretty hopeless. So, they yeah. Ultimately, I, just need to draft a guy. They need to... Like, I, I did... I was speaking to an Essendon fan, and please don't think we're hating on Essendon. So, I had a, an Essendon fan um, text me, and he actually asked me, why are they worse this year than last year? And I think this is one of the very simple cases of you need to take a step backwards to go forward because they need to draft a key forward with a top pick this year and then you could realistically be on very soon. And 
Man, there's there's a player who I want to get into who I think has really revolutionized himself as a player and um as a as a guy who I think teams will look at this type of player now, but I feel like Essendon, it almost like did you watch Levi Casbolt for the Suns, bro? Did you uh, this see, week. Yeah, did you see him this week? No, I didn't see that game. I got home right as it was ending, I think, or 15 minutes Man, after. if they didn't have a Levi Casbolt on their team right now, he was taking big contested marks all across the ground, and he kicked a couple snags, and I think he did the same the week before. You almost yeah. think Essendon just need to pick up maybe one of those delisted guys that are just floating around that could use that second option. Yeah, you're right. I mean, somehow the Suns only lost by 13 points, so I'd like to go yeah. back and watch and like, the highlights right of that now, game. If they had Ben King, they were winning that game. Because oh, yeah. Casbol and Chol did so well. They just... You're just not like Casbolt, no matter how good he's been this season, it's still Levi Casbolt. You can't rely on Yeah, like they're playing to the, the best of their ability. Yeah, their ability. Like, this is the best Casbolt's probably ever played in his career. Like, he has <laughs> been very good on the Suns. But yeah, I feel like the Bombers, they need to draft the dude and maybe sign a guy. But yeah, the D's, yeah. D's easily win it, I think. Yeah, and I, me and Will were saying after the game, like, Essendon really kind of overperformed and exceeded expectations last year and the supporters probably needed to reevaluate where they were at before yeah. the season especially with the list they've got so mm. they've kind of been getting found out so obviously like they were one of the only teams that should not have drafted Hobbs like out of every team oh, yeah. for Hobbs to go to he went to Essendon which has quite a capable midfield that desperately needed like a key forward or even maybe could even need a key back one day and they somehow got another inside mid. Yeah, so like their it. midfield's their midfield's the best part of their team yeah. by quite some margin. Yeah. So the other thing is now we've got Adelaide versus Port Adelaide on a Friday night game. I don't know why they're making us pick and choose on a Friday night. Um, it's, it's it makes weird. no sense, bro. They've got like a six-hour gap between the games on Saturday too. Yeah. So here's the thing: Port are last, and Adelaide are fifteenth. And I'm saying this right now, Port, they need to come out and absolutely destroy the oh, Crows. Like, it has to be like a 60-point win. Um, and I've got on winning because they have to win. Or their season's yeah. gone, obviously. They have to respond after last night. Yeah. Like, that looked real, real ugly. I, I didn't watch the game. It. I watched the Suns game instead. Yeah, so. but um, Adelaide, I did catch, like, a quarter or so of their game against Collingwood. Yeah. And obviously they didn't look good. The week. Well, they looked okay yes, the average. week before. But uh, yeah, they didn't look too good this week yeah. from what I saw. So you'd imagine Port come out and absolutely demolish them. Yeah. Really not much to talk about with this one. Port just needs to demolish them. End of story. I've got the power. Um, do you as well, I'm assuming? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. All right. Giants versus Gold Coast at Giants Stadium. This is a very tough one. This is a very indecisive one because the Giants right now have lost both of their games and God, did their game plan against the Tigers look absolutely terrible. How many years have I been saying Leon Cameron needs to go? Yeah, they had you're no right. system and whatsoever. It was non-existent. I was, ju- I was thinking about it. Like, he's been there for quite some time now. Like, is it time for them to give someone 
another go with that list. Yeah. Like, did you look bro. behind you and like, is Leon Cameron watching me or shit? <laughs> well, legit, I thought he was coming to sort me out. Doing a bit. Oh, hold on a second. I'm never... <laughs> <laughs> trying to copy my uncle, bro. What's he trying to copy my uncle's style? <laughs> no, but bro, they have when their midfield is working. It could be considered a top five in the league. And I know their oh, back line the and forward line. I mean, their forward line is obviously bottom four probably in the game. Um, especially with Toby Green out. My God, is it bad? Oh, yeah, um, they need Toby Green. Their back line is super inconsistent. Um, I've probably got it bottom eight, obviously. Their midfield, again, could be top five when they're on. But against Richmond, the only thing they needed to do was beat Richmond's midfield and they possibly could have had the game. And yeah, somehow, that's all they needed to do going into the game. Somehow, they got beaten. Cochin played one of the best games I've seen him play in a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, Hold on. I'm going on the stats here because I've obviously watched this game a little bit ago now. You, not only just Cochin, but the Rucks, Nankervis, and Soldo tore they them got absolute destroyed. New one. They got destroyed in the Rucks because... Nank kicked the goal. Soto went forward and kicked two. Yeah. They went in with just Matt Flynn. It, it was just a silly, yeah. silly game plan. Yeah. And then Pickett. My God. Marlon oh. Pickett gave Jacob Hopper and Tom Green the biggest reality check ever. Like, if you... Like, look at this right now. Pickett had 18 disposals and um, Green had 34, right? So a very big difference. But honestly, in the quality of how both of them played, oh. I think Green had like a 56% kicking efficiency. That means yeah, he every was second turning kick it was over. shit. Yeah. He was turning it over so much at the game. Like, I act- like so much that I actually noticed it yeah. Like in the last quarter. Like he-, he got there on the stats. A lot of their players got there on the stats. Mm. But uh, Carano was really probably their only big highlight, I think, in the midfield. He was yeah. all over us at some stages. He he keeps improving, and he goes forward and kicks goals for them in a forward line that yeah. needs goals. So he's like one of their most valuable players right now, if not their most. Yeah, and I did say as well, um, how I thought Richmond were actually going to lose to him. So I thought their midfielders were going to kick all the goals, which I actually ended up being right. Cali kicked two, Canelio kicked two, and Torano kicked two. It's just yeah. their other forwards, oh, and Bruin kicked one. Their, the only forwards who kicked a goal for them was Himmelberg, Brander, and that's it. They had two forwards kick a goal. That Hogan, yeah, Hogan and Riccardi did nothing. Hogan yeah. was, I did not see that man all day. Have, the woman in front of me thought that he got injured, like, in the first quarter. That's how much he was unnoticeable. I have never seen anyone get locked up more by a second gamer, I think, uh, in my life. Ridiculous. Ben Miller just shoved him in his pocket and didn't care the whole game. The the inexperience in our backline too, like Broad played better than he usually does oh, for Broad sure. Was insane. But we had Gibkiss and Miller. We had no yeah. Bloston, no Grimes. Like yeah. their forward line, even though it's not very good, they still have like play, key players down there. Himmelberg does pop up and kick a lot of goals. But you would have expected Jesse Hogan to kick a few at least. Oh man, it is crazy. And then so we're talking about this against Gold Coast now. I really think we're egging ourselves on for Gold Coast to win this it's, game because if Richmond's backline can contain this GWS team, imagine Gold Coast should be easily able to take care of them. 
Plus, they've got no Phil Davis now. I'm really wondering who's going to go on Casbol and Chol because even though they might not sound like a problem, I don't know who their key defenders are anymore. Sam Taylor and... Yeah, they've else? got Taylor. They've got Cumming down there. Cumming played all right, I'm pretty yeah, sure. But uh, I don't know if he'll go to a man directly. Yeah. I mean, and then Haynes Gold came back from injury. Really yeah, true. Haynes would hope. He was off a couple of times during the game, so. Oh, yeah. So, as much as I want to tip Gold Coast, I Ooh. I just can't go past GWS. Yeah. I think it, it could be a case of another close game like it was last year. I'm pretty sure there was like a point in it in one of their games last yep. year. So, I am going to go GWS because really they should definitely be getting the job done against Gold Coast. And maybe that scoreboard, I don't, I haven't watched the game, but maybe it flattered them a little bit uh, against Melbourne. So, I will tip GWS, mm. but I'm not confident on them and their final hopes for this year, yep. despite their leads. I've got Gold Coast winning. In fact, what I saw against Melbourne, if they had Ban King this year, they probably could have made the finals because oh. they were all over Melbourne so many parts of the game. The only reason Melbourne were able to get on top was because every time they kicked it long, um, they just, Chol or Caswell just couldn't be there because one of them was already down um, forward line. The other one was potentially on the bench or rotating with it just seemed like they needed that extra toll. Oh, and Chol did his hamstring as well, I believe. Oh, did so he? He might not be playing. But, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I just feel like, I mean, maybe with Chol out, the Giants could win, but maybe I'll just go Gold Coast because the team, I feel like, is super talented and their midfield's insanely good at times. Yeah, I'm going to go GWS just because the caliber of their players, it's they've got good. to pull something out. It's yeah. too good, the players that I have, to be playing like that against such a weakened Richmond team. All right, Collingwood versus Cats now. Usually Collingwood always get the upper hand on the Cats, I feel like. But I almost feel like the Cats need to give the Pies a little bit of a reality check. They're still an extremely oh, yeah. young team um, who has overachieved this far. I just, I feel like they need to come in and just give the Pies like a little bit of that that reality check. But honestly, the footy that the Pies are playing, even though it was against Adelaide and Saints, who could very well be not very good teams this year, especially Adelaide, it's still like, well, yeah, the Cats should, they should do something. Yeah, people are going from one extreme to the other with Collingwood. I saw Rowan Connolly, I'm pretty sure, before the season predicted that Collingwood would be uh would win the wooden spoon which a lot of people did yeah which doesn't make any sense when you consider the team that they have like they still have Grundy Moore Degoli Pendlebury uh so I think that people are now overrating Collingwood's chances mm -hmm. I've seen I heard someone on the radio say that they're in with a chance for the eight I'm pretty sure it was on triple n so I don't think that's stop the it. case stop it <laughs> but uh, I think that they will get a reality check and they'll come back down to earth. Mm. Uh, and Geelong, Cameron should be... Well, he was fit enough to play this week. So you'd imagine next week, him and Hawkins yeah. would get a hold of them and the Cats will bounce back from last week. Yeah. We love Craig McRae, though. We can't go oh, past our do. boy Craig McRae. He is the best coach in the league. <laughs> and Stand there's so it. much... They're so much better to watch now than... Like, yeah. I was kind of iffy on when they sacked Bucks, but 
he it, like the team needed a new direction. Their game plan had just gone completely dull. It was boring to watch. And now McRae's came in and yeah, things are looking uh, up for Collingwood on their rebuild at least. We just got to hope no Pies fans. If Pies fans want to give Tigers fans shit ever again, just know that your coach, every single little thing he learned was from <laughs> Richmond. From so shut the hell up. <laughs> Get yeah, the they're going to copy our game plan again. Again, copy us for the again. second time. Bro, Bro, and the worst part was Bucks went on TV and admitted <laughs> to like, that was the funniest thing ever. Fool went on Fox Footy and said, yeah, I observed what Richmond did in the offseason. I took a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah, he met with Damien Hardwick in the offseason and then just took everything. It took everything from him. And beat us. And then beat us. Oh, my God, bro. All right, the Gabba, the big Gabba game. Brisbane, it's not that big. Let's be honest here. It's Brisbane versus North. The Lions are going to absolutely destroy the Kangaroos. The Kangaroos are in shambles. And why I say they are in shambles is because that Coleman-Jones trade is looking (laughs) terrible. Yeah, because uh, Jerry... He went off today. He played really well, apparently. They gave up a future second-round pick, which could be like 21, for a bloke who's kicking it in the twos right now. That's what I, I said in my group chat. I was like, I hope Coleman Jones enjoys playing in the reserves, but this time for North Melbourne. <laughs> North Melbourne. Like, it's the same thing. And I'm I'm glad we got rid of him because we have that whole situation for now mm. with Bolter. But anyway... Uh, yeah, North need to show something, and I don't think they're going to be able to do it against Brisbane at the Gabba. Like they could have, they would have lost that game against West Coast by the sounds yeah. of it if West Coast didn't have fourteen changes from the. Oh week yeah, hundred percent. They almost so, nearly lost it anyway. Like, what the hell happened there? Yeah, nearly and, choked, choked the fumble. Everything really. Yeah, they just had nothing against Hawthorne either. Really, Hawthorne just did that quite easily. I mean, uh, Horn Francis. He's like the main excitement, the only excitement out of their club at the moment. But yeah, uh, yeah if if North don't come to play, it could get pretty ugly up there, I reckon. They might rock out with the best twos team ever, bro. Coleman Jones and Stevenson both chilling in the twos. <laughs> I forgot Stevenson got dropped, bro. R2-D2, whatever that <laughs> blokes they got from Collingwood way back. Whatever yeah. his name was, I don't remember who, who he even is, but he's there. Um, MCG now, I really hope Carlton fans, I really hope the Carlton Football Club gives the Hawks the biggest reality check and <laughs> pumps them by 100 because Hawks fans are starting to piss me off because I think they realized a lot of people had them in last. And when they win their first two games, they were kind of just like, well, a big middle finger to everyone. Yeah, and after, especially after they just beat Port like that over there, like they'd be feeling all sorts of confidence. And I'm pretty sure Lee Montagna, it might not have been said that they're in the running for the eight. Get out of here, bro. I still got them finishing last. I don't even care. <laughs> middle finger back, bro. No, but... football club. No, I'm trying... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I'm still, I used to defend Hawthorne against you. And then before the season, I kind of came around to it, to mm. them finishing at the bottom end because of like the way the other teams were expected to go. Now I think that they, they could very well still finish bottom four, but I think I have Adelaide and North well below them from what yeah, I've seen so far. Point. But obviously... We're two rounds in. Everything can yeah, change. Screw it, bro. I'm not going to say anything until I get my lawyer because <laughs> I, don't, I still think the Hawks are going to finish last. No, I don't I don't even know. The North Melbourne Football Club are in shambles. I didn't think 
Coleman Jones and Stevenson would be playing two's footy. It just it didn't occur to me that anything like that could happen. I think the Blues will get the job done because I just can't see a way in any world where this Hawthorne team with um, uh, whoever their key, whatever his name is, Mitch Lewis, as Mitch their number Lewis. one, eight goals, eight goals out of nowhere, win three and kicked, I just don't. Yeah, I, I used to like go into bat for Mitch Lewis when he was like younger a couple of years ago because I saw good signs in him and now he's just come out and kicked five goals and I, he's not going to do it again no. like next <laughs> week. Probably not. Uh, I also don't think Bruce and Gunston will kick three goals next week each. No. So yeah, you have to go with the Blues and the hype will be really real for the Blues now yeah. and they've got a pretty easy game the week after I'm pretty sure so they might be 4-0. Oh. Uh, you'd expect the Blues to run all over them next week at the yeah. G. Um, St. Kilda versus Tigers. This is a extremely tricky one. Yeah. Man, I, I tipped the Giants to beat the Tigers, and we spoke about this. I never tip against Richmond. It's just not something nah. you do when you go for them, but with every single thing that was pointing to us, we were supposed to lose against GWS. Oh, yeah. We were not supposed to beat them. And does that strike again? Does that... Do we do we lose against the Saints? Like... Oh, is that Marvel as well? And I mean... It's well, just tough. We're not getting... At least isn't going to get, I don't think, a whole lot better than what we're kind of rocking with right now. Like, because the players that jumped out were like, Marlott Pickett and Parker, this and that. A lot of these Oh, Parker and, played very well. Like, they are a best lot game older. I've seen him play, like, Ever, and nearly. he didn't even kick a goal. Yeah. Like, that was really impressive. Also, I would like to say, I think myself and some Richmond Tigers fans would be devastated if Ben Miller gets dropped. That man... Yeah, it's a, it's a real Giants. possibility, though, but he really deserves, deserves at least that next game. My, my thinking is, though, why can't Grimes play with the these players? Like, is it is it too hard to say that Miller... Again, the Saints have tools, too. Yeah, they've got Memory, they've got King, Membry, they've got Hayes. Marshall, Hayes. Yeah. So, and... Well, Paddy Ryder could come in for Hayes any week now, but yeah, I he he could play in that team in that backline. You'd think. Yeah. Does Grimes? Because I want to know what his injury is. Gen, I think it was general Just soreness. General soreness. So where does where does Grimes come in now? Because I want to see. I still want these guys to play, and obviously he's the captain, yeah. so he instantly gets in. Um, and he's still one of your best players, especially when he's on. He could be your best player. So it's like, well, where does he come in now, though? I, it's going to be really unfortunate, maybe, for Miller, I think. Yeah. We, because we'll just keep playing Gibkiss, you'd mm -hmm. reckon. And, yeah, I feel really bad for him, but he just had to come in and do the job while Grimes was gone. Yeah. Tarrant's going to have did. another farewell to it. He's going to go play another year for someone else because we got Ben Miller now. <laughs> That's who the dogs are. We should date list no, him halfway through the year and let the I, dogs pick him up. <laughs> I, I grew a love for 
Robbie Tarrant today. Yeah, he was very good. I'm so glad we got him because we've got inexperienced play, like a more inexperienced side now, and we can just rely on him to make a contest. He, I don't think he lost a one-on-one today. Uh, no. He'll just punch the ball, he'll kill the ball, put it out of bounds. I I grew a love for him today. I wasn't like, I kept forgetting he was a part of our club, but today, yeah. man. And I honestly think this through, either Bolter or Lynch could contend for the Coleman this year. That's my, that might stop both of them, though, is they both I, might end up with, like, 35 to 40 goals each and just keep kicking two to three every game each. And you're yeah, obviously not going to hate that because that, that's what spells out success, but it also yeah. doesn't give either one a Coleman or anything like that. And Lynch is still going to get the Which, hate. Oh, yeah, he will. And Lynch was a lot better today, I thought. He put in a lot of second and third efforts. Mm. He did end up kicking the three goals, which is all we need for, from him every week. Like, that would just be beautiful. And last week, uh, he I, was all right, too, though. Like, what was really wrong with what Lynch did last week besides the lack of ball that he got? Yeah, he just... Yeah, true. He only had, like, a couple of touches. He did kick a couple of goals, but people just weren't happy after the game. Because at, at the game, when he missed a shot on goal, someone yelled out, you get paid the big bucks to kick them. And, like, he's kicked. Massive goals for us. He put us into a grand final in 2019. Yeah, so when he I think five it's against bit... the Cats or whatever. Yeah, he just Crazy. went off. He absolutely dominated. And people forget that so quickly, apparently. We wouldn't have won that premiership without him, probably. So Obviously. Oh, obviously. We would have never even come close without Tom Lynch, especially against games against that four, round half. four. Round four, oh, the, yeah. when we had all those injuries, and he came out and kicked six or something. And that we won was, those yeah, games. That was an epic game. People forget how good Tom Lynch was in his first. We would not have the two extra premierships if we never got Tom Lynch. Yeah, and people just put that past him. He gets hate because he doesn't go out and kick five every week or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that Bolter and Lynch in the forward line will work really well in the future from what I saw today. Obviously, it could all go sour next week. Yeah. But um, there were really good signs today. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I think um, I think it will go fine. I mean, I can't look. Uh, Marshall or no, not Mark. What am I forgetting his name, bro? Dougal Howard. Is he? He's, yeah. He's he's still like the main key back for the Saints, right? Because I have not. I didn't watch the Saints game. Uh, no, they've Unless got um, or something. like Wilkie. They've got Wilkie. They got Battle. Yeah, yeah. Battle. Oh, true. Is Howard? I don't know. Or, if... I didn't really see much of him. So I don't know if is I saw who, him uh, what's. Yeah, I don't think he's he was playing, but um, I don't know what like absolute key back they really have. Yeah, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to look right now. I'm looking at their team. Yeah, it doesn't look like. Yeah, he didn't play. Howard didn't play. Yeah, he must be injured. Yeah. Okay, so you got to worry about battle. You got to worry about Wilkie, which whatever. Um, and then yeah, I I don't know. I think we'll be fine. I I think I'll tip the Tigers. Um, but again, it is at Marvel. If it was at the J, I'm tip. I'm instantly tipping the Tigers. But Marvel, it's a. We did go there last year to Marvel and beat them by I think it was 73 points because St Kilda, you I just. Remember. Yeah, I'm. I think it was 73. It could have even been more. But St Kilda can show up or not show up on any given week. They could play really well or really horribly. I will go with Richmond just because I'm so elated with what I saw today. Uh, yeah. And St Kilda, they just went over and got the job done against Frio. 
only saw the last quarter of that after I got home. So, yeah, I will go with Richmond. I couldn't go with the Saints. Fremantle versus West Coast uh, off the stadium. That's the last one. Yeah, well, it depends on the names Who's that playing? come back. Because 14 changes this week and they they looked okay. I mean, they lost to North. But yeah. Frio, uh, I just don't think they can kick a really big score. Yeah. But it might not matter. They might just get it done. I, I'm, Frio should be the better team. I'm going to tip the Eagles because Fremantle have... I don't know if Tabin is coming back, but even if Tabin is coming back... Who other than him is going to kick the goals? Yeah, like they Who's need be that Schultz. Guy? They need Schultz to pop up and kick goals. They need yeah. any old random player. They need midfielders to go in and kick goals. I mm-hmm. don't even remember Rory Lobb. They need him to kick goals. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I want to go <laughs> with Lobb. the Eagles. Yeah, I, I want to go, go with them. the Eagles. But oh, I think I'm going to go with Frio to get it done, not in the forward line. They'll just get enough done mm. up there to win the game. I, I think Fremantle might be another one of those teams where it's another step backwards to go yeah. forward like um, the Bombers. And the reality is in the off-season, they're going to have the league's top five midfielder in the game, Lucky Neal, going to want to come back, I would assume. Like, I think that's still, I think that's still written in. I, I'm honestly still shocked that the Lions didn't. didn't get that deal done because yeah. you would have thought six and eight or whatever they had. I think it ended up being eight and ten. Eight and ten was a lot to knock back for a but dude that had a lot of injuries that year. They yeah, they clearly think that with him healthy and apparently he had a good preseason or whatever, yeah. that they could go for a flag, which they clearly can. Yeah, uh, easy. So it did make sense to keep him at least for this year, but I did believe that there was more in that than they played it off straight away. Yeah. I think he could definitely still go back to Frio. Uh, mm. So, yeah, well, he's I, a free I agent do now. Do the Lions even get anything? I would assume he's fully unrestricted, right? Like, what would you get? Yeah, if he, if he was, then that wouldn't be good for the Lions. They'd want to win the flag this year. Yeah, and even if they do win it, though, what is... Because people will be like, oh, but it's loyalty, loyalty. No, it's not, bro. He looks like a simp. From the words we heard, his wife or whatever desperately wanted to get to Fremantle. And I know a lot of men in my life, and they will do anything that their woman says. And I feel like Lockie Neal is that man. He, yeah. If his wife wants to go to Fre- Fremantle, even after winning a premiership, then they're getting to Fremantle. Yeah, I, I did definitely believe there was more in that. And it's definitely yeah. still on the... On, on the, the cards. cards, I don't know. I don't know where I'd put like if it was if he was more likely to stay or go. I'd probably put it fifty mm. fifty right now because we don't really know anything yet. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, why that we're could bringing this happen. up is though is because he's not really the answer anyway. Bring bring no. Lockie Neal, and you're like, oh yeah, we've got a Brownlow. Like he could d- easily win the Brownlow this year. That is a fact. But what's more important is. Look, they. I do think maybe they do need it inside mid, especially considering after losing Chera. But man, do you need a forward, a couple of forwards oh, or so. Bad. Like, you bring in Lockie Neal, this and that, it will do wonders for your team. You'll make the eight, but 
there's only so far you can go with Taberner and Lobb and no and one else is your forwards. They were talking pretty heavily about putting Fife forward, like they're confident in that. Yeah, which but it's... You can't really have Nat Fife as a full-time forward to kick all your goals. Yeah, and you're only going to do that anyway if you were to get Lockie near it. Like, I think losing yeah. Chera immediately put Fife in that. And I don't know who their answer is as a key forward. Do they take a swing on Coleman Jones, who's chilling in the twos right now? <laughs> Legit, though. Like, it's sad that, like, Matt Taberner became so important for that club to operate on yeah. the field because, exactly. like, you can't have Lob and Taberner as your key forwards going into the A, into the finals. Yeah. I think we're done with the tips now, though. Um, I think most people will agree with nearly everything we said. So we'll get on to practically uh, everything else now. And a thing that I kind of want to ask you, um, and this is before we get into NBA, if you guys are big into NBA, this and that, I guess skip kind of to later or whatever, um, if you're not interested in the footy. Um, but my question is, and... I think my mum was the one who brought this up, but also the Richmond Serious Tiger supporter group thing is also... <laughs> I got banned from that. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's also all over this. Hold on. We'll get into that in a second. But Jack Raywell, where is his future in the team? Because if Bolter and Lynch even do this every second week, right? Every second week they kick three or so each, Jack Raywell is not getting back into this team. Because we saw yeah. round one, it clearly... He has no effect on the game broken finger he does does he hold back tom lynch quite possibly i mean he looked a lot better today moving up to the ground and taking up raywalt's spot it's not like raywalt did anything when he moved up the ground against carlton yeah it, it's just like what we saw today was really promising and we'll get to know more uh during the Eventually. time that raywalt's out injured so I he's only playing for this year, you'd imagine. And then in the future, we can just go Lynch and Bolter and hopefully they work as well or close to as well as they work today together. Uh, I think Rewalt just comes straight back in and we just go back to how we were and he might pop up and kick a couple of bags. Uh, Bolter, he'll still be forward by the looks of it. Um. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. so well, he's never. I don't think he'd go back to back to um playing in the back line. I mean, god damn, he was bad against Carlton round one, and yeah, he did he not was. do much last year. So I would yes. assume he plays there. You'd assume he's now. just full time forward now. Yeah. Uh, Owen Soldo yeah. and Nang looked a lot better without Raywald as well because now one <laughs> yeah, of them they, they got the whole forward line um to operate while Lynch or Bolter moved up to the ground. All they had there was like. One of the they had one of the two with them, so it was just two big guys like the whole game in that forward yeah. line. Yeah, and it's just a tough spot to be in now because he's such like a club legend. Yeah, but like it'll be interesting to see how the team plays with him in the team along with Bolter forward mm. with Lynch with the two Ruckman. So you would think he would understand though. Like I think yeah, Jack Rewalt has developed would. a lot where he would say, "All right, I'm clearly not in the 22 anymore." How about I come in the coach's box and maybe learn some stuff? And this could, if he wants to coach in the future, which I don't think that's the way he'll go, whatever. Yeah, but also, I think he's going into the media. Yeah, you, you would learn stuff for the media anyway. You would get that whole entire how the coach's box feels. And 
you always hear commentators, they talk about it. They talk about what's going on in the head of coaches, this and that. I think, I don't think I've ever seen Jack Raywalt sit in a coach's box. No. So you think he'd also learn a lot up there, whether it's for, for the media or whether it's for coaching in the future. You'd think he'd coach at Tasmania sometime in the future, whether that's a local club or the big team. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's it's tough. And obviously, I'm I'm glad he did play on because it was an unknown how we'd mm-hmm. go this year. And obviously, injuries can still happen. So if Lynch goes down injured, Bolter goes down injured, obviously, like, it, it'll go back to how it was. And Jack will be in the team, and I think he'll still be in the team anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad he played on because we didn't know how Bolter would go in the forward line, and we do have that extra depth with him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just a tough situation to be in when everyone's healthy, and <laughs> we don't know if they'll play like they did every like they did today every week. But uh, yeah, Jack will just see him off, I guess. He's won his three premierships. He's won his Coleman's. Uh, absolutely love him so i'm just glad to still see him play i guess yeah so and i guess this would just be the last year and even cochin's last year too well you don't think jack would play vfl footy i don't think that would ever be on the cards um no unless they would yeah jared roughhead (laughs) no i don't think that's gonna happen um next thing as well i'd like to talk about coaches who we both think are going to get the sack but more Ooh. importantly, before I get into that, one coach who I don't not only I not only think will get the sack, but I think could get sacked very soon if it keeps coming. Leon Cameron, I think, could hundred percent be a mid season uh mid season out. Like I don't know who they would replace. I remember Adam Kingsley, I think he finished second in the job for um Carlton's coach from Richmond. I don't yeah, know right. if he necessarily deserves it, but he would 100% go for the GWS one. Kingsley would fit a lot again. better than Lyon. Yep. Up um, there. So. Wait, Lyon by... Who do you Ross mean? Lyon. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, is Ross Lyon in the equation for GWS? Not, not for GWS, <laughs> but since we were talking, since you were talking yeah, about oh, Carlton, for, oh, true, he was in true, the running. He was probably second in running. Yep. Other ones could be Justin Lepich, who finished second for the Collingwood job. Um, and he actually yeah. ended up getting hired by Collingwood. Yeah, he's with Collingwood, so I, I'm not sure. Well, maybe he got there if he got offered it, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, well, he, he deserves a second chance more than anyone in the AFL, even more than I think nearly Vossi did, because Vossi didn't succeed, you know, I guess succeed a whole lot at Port Adelaide, while Lepich came in straight away at Richmond and not only had a premiership forward line, but a premiership back line. Yeah, that's coach right. Both. So he do, he needs to be a coach very, very shortly in the AFL again. There will be random guys out there again. I'm sure um, Choco's name will, because the media just loves to bring up random guys. Yeah, Choco's name will pop Choco's up. Choco's not getting He's enough. Not getting another, yeah, no way. James Hurd is, that. obviously, this is one that I think in, of an interesting one. James Hurd is slowly but surely getting back into the AFL yeah, scene. Yeah, he's working like, his way back in. Two years ago, no one would even say his name. Now he's like a supervising coach at GWS. Um, and you would think he'd be an assistant coach by the end of the season. Very that, well I would like to it. see that. That'd be real interesting, heard back in a job. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that, to be yeah. honest. But up at GWS. 
Hawthorne's got a couple. Uh, you got Brandon Bolton, who did not do well at Carlton. I don't think he'll get another um, head coaching. I think I think if Tasmania were to get a team, he would be considered maybe for the role. I think he's got some strong ties to Tasmania. Could definitely go over there as an assistant. I think he's also like the supervising coach or whatever for Collingwood. And then they've, um, you know, he was on Hawthorne rather. And then Hawthorne also got Chrissy Newman, who has yeah. slowly moved up the ranks. I think he went from a VFL to assistant. Now he's like one of the head assistants. I think he would be considered. Does Leon Cameron, though, get fired midway through the year? And because I don't think they can legally get anyone else until the offseason, the only thing they could do is hire someone from their club. I wouldn't know who would take over from their club. Um, yeah. I don't know who their assistants that's, are. That's kind of why I feel like they like wait until the end of the season, see where they're at, and then Cameron would mm. be on his way and they'd get a complete fresh start with the new year. Yeah. I don't know if he'll get sacked like 12 games in. They'd have to be playing Pretty very, very poorly. Like they are right happen. now. Like they are right now. Well, yeah. And with the list that they have, it's kind of inexcusable. But uh, he's had quite a fair time in that in that role and they could have won a premiership or two. I tell you what, if this gets to the off season, do not rule out James Hurd. That's what I'm saying. Because people think that you have to like work your way up over the years, which is is true. Like because he's like the supervising director of coaching, whatever he is, you would think the next step would be assistant coaching. But we have seen before, especially in the NFL, this happens all the time where guys take the... They completely skip the middle part and go straight to the big part. Yeah. Um, and there's... James Hurd has coached before. There's no reason why he wouldn't... He'd obviously go for it. Yeah, and you'd think so. He was compelling enough to be a coach once upon a time. He clearly beat out a bunch of other candidates. He's got some tricks up his sleeve. Why couldn't he do it again? Yeah, I... That would be real interesting and create a lot of conversation... And I honestly really like to see James Hurd back, like in the in the spotlight in a head coaching role. And mm. I think that would be really interesting to see how GWS would go uh, with him as their coach. So, if you had to tip right now, is Leon Cameron going to be coaching next year? Um, and who would replace him? Would you like me to go first, or are you going to go first? Well, I'll go first. I'll say that he makes. I don't think GWS will be like bottom four territory or anything because if they were, he'd get sacked halfway through the year. Yeah. But I think he'll make it through to the end of the year because he's been with them for so long and then they'll see him off. And then next year, they he could they could make the eight and he could still be coaching next year. But just going off with what we've seen so far. And then I think like the number one the number one guy who's like next in line would be Kingsley, but you did make a good case for Hurd. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. I would say Lepich or Kingsley, but something, a part of me is telling me that they would go Kingsley, which I yeah. feel like could be the wrong move because I think Lepich is a severely better coach. Yeah, um, I don't... I don't Lepich rate Kingsley as much there. as some people do, but I've yeah. also got Hurd as the smoky. I think Hurd could do a wonders man like he could come out of nowhere and just, imagine it would be it would be insane and like bro they were saying choco like got fully put into the conversation if choco got into the conversation with collingwood and he put his name in the hat 
um, and said, I wanted to get it. And I, there was rumors he got interviewed as well. If that happened, bro, that's Choco Williams who got sacked from Richmond not long ago yeah. as an assistant. You're telling me Hurd couldn't be the coach of the GWS football club. That's like the thing. I, I don't know why Choco's always brought up in these conversations every time there's a coaching role. Like, he's got to be getting on a bit by now to be like <laughs> in his 60s to be starting with a whole new club. No way I could ever see that happening. Yeah. There's also, I feel like we didn't talk about this, but Clarko is still available. That's another one too. Clarko is chilling. Bro, he could, bro, he, he sounds like, he's, well, he's definitely going to coach again. Yeah. And GW, hmm. Well, I, that's I not don't necessarily know. true. Because Clarko did say he would, he wants to be like the big guy that is the leader of like the Tassie footy club. He did yeah. say he wants to be the one that paves the way for its creation. And that would mean like, you would think he would go to be like their boss of football or something like that. Like what Neil Baum is or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. And I heard him on the radio, I think it was on SEN. And I'm pretty sure he said that he wants to coach again, like real recently. Yeah. So Well, I mean, Tessie won't be in the AFL until 2028, they're saying. And people say, oh, yeah. people don't realize they actually hire their staff in that a lot earlier. Like Gold Coast were introduced in the AFL in 2011, but I'm pretty sure they had like a lot of their staff and players figured out by like 2009, the end of yeah. 2009. So Tessie would probably do that 2026, which I mean, Clarko could have like, what are we, 2022? He could still have like four years, five years guaranteed as Giants coach. Yeah, Giants is a team I could actually see him at kind of. Like, I can't see him at very many other teams mm. than Hawthorne, but that's just because he was there for so long. Yeah. But uh, I think North I, will come knocking in the offseason because I really don't know about... I don't know if they have much faith in their coach. In I completely Noble, David yeah. Noble. Um, especially if, if they finish last again, that's two wooden spoons, and you don't see that often in the AFL. No, you get two wooden spoons in a row. I just don't know if Clarko would be willing to come into another club and start all again with a new list of guys. Like he was invested in that rebuild at Hawthorne, but now he's out of there. I think that he's just a coach that would come in with an already good list like Carlton had. Yeah. And then go from there and take them into the A or into finals because GWS so, I, have a foundation but North don't oh that's, yeah that's 100%. why he would like, maybe do GWS yeah that's why I can see it because GWS's list is so far ahead of yeah. North Melbourne's so yeah I, I agree with that um and then there's the other ones there's always like West Coast this and that Clucko will not coach those teams they are bound for a rebuild it's not happening um and that will segue me into my next thing. But yeah, I think Clarko fits really well for GWS. But a part of me, I wonder, is Clarko thinking about this in his head? Is he, is he thinking to himself, all right, let's get five years done at GWS and let's go do the Tasmania thing? Because I'm almost certain that the Tasmania thing will be in his timeline. Yeah, because well, he, of, could, he could be to Tasmania, kind of yeah. like what Kevin Sheedy was to was, GWS. Yeah. Because yeah. what is, what's his... Um, age right now. So let's just say he does the five years at GWS. That would leave him till he's 58. Then he can realistically go to Tasmania and spend like his 60 to 70 
you know, they, like I then retire at 70 years old, do tes- 10 years at Tasmania pretty much. Yeah. Could really try and do that. Um, I don't think that'd be as their coach. I don't know who their coach would be. Wow. I could for see some him reason, as their coach, but for not for, for long. For some reason, Chris Newman just popped in my head as Tasmania's <laughs> coach. I don't know where that came from. What the hell, I mean, bro? Yeah, maybe. It's it's a few years down the line yeah, now, no, so a lot can change. We're definitely but... looking at, like, six years in the future, but, like, I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Clark out of GWS. So I think that makes sense. I feel like Kingsley's going to happen, though. Like, Yeah, think... so do I. And the, all the talk is that the AFL are going to do everything in their power to send Clark up to the Gold Coast. But, like, they don't... Stewie Juice kind of in that yeah. role now. And, like, the way that uh, people from the AFL and from Gold Coast have been talking, like, they don't want to send Stewie Jew on his way out. They want to give yeah. him a shot. And there was reports that he was going to sign a two-year deal. I don't think he actually yeah. signed it, but I think I think there was reports they're going to be giving him the two-year deal. I don't think Clarko could be their boss of football or whatever. I think is I think um is it Wayne Campbell? Is that his name? He was the boss of um GWS's football. GWS, he, yeah. He went over to Gold Coast. I can't remember if it was Wayne Campbell or not. Well, Wayne I don't know if he I don't think I ever heard of him going up there, but he definitely was for GWS. Yeah. I let me let me find out. I'll search this up. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting one. But we, we kind of move on now to what's kind of going on with some of the coaches. Who who do you think is going to maybe be next to be sacked? This and that. What what's kind of going on? Because I think I, I'm pretty sure this is the obvious one. West Coast will probably move on from their coach from Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Hinckley and... is a hundred percent in the hot seat, like more than nearly any other coach in the game. Anything other than a grand final was were to be a disappointment this season. And if they barely make the eight, man, he's sacked. Like there's no oh, yeah. way. Oh, for sure. Like he's had a lot of time there, and like pressure's on now. Like it, it makes me wonder. Like they'll keep him like if they make a prelim and lose the prelim you'd think but is it just going to be keep just making the eight and not going all the way or even making a grand final yeah so Hinkley and Simpson are two definitely uh Noble who we've already talked about he could definitely like if they play so horribly yeah like they have already this season all year which I don't think they will but he's one of the more likely ones Uh, other than that, like, Brett Ratton is, like, a possibility. Ooh, St. Kilda. That, but, yeah. Yeah, that is very true. I can't think of many other ones. But also, Brett I Ratton... did just check, Wayne Campbell is the Suns general manager. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's yeah. joined them now. Um. So, yeah, what, so what are we saying? We're saying that West Coast, Port Adelaide, North Melbourne, GWS are the four ones we're kind of thinking of that are like yeah. super under the pressure but i yeah i don't think brett ratton's under a lot of pressure but there is some there yeah like he's not fighting for his job obviously not yet this season but mm. say they have a really disappointing one which they could you never know what's going to happen with st kilda then i think the pressure will be on for him and mm-hmm. i'll look to other candidates but uh if- if Adelaide finished bottom two, does Matthew Nix have any eyebrows on him? Because that's three years in the system now, right? 
You spent yeah. three years in the system, and the best you got was like what fifteenth or something, fourteenth. What do they yeah, get? I, I don't do, even know. I do like Matty Nix, but like another year or two down there, and yeah. they're definitely looking at other people. And mm-hmm. I I didn't really think about how many coaches were actually. Yeah, well, this year there's going to be a lot more than like last year. Last year there was originally like one or two, and then I think ended up three getting sacked slash moved on. This year yeah. I think four to six will be very much. I've got I'd, I'd say yeah. four. That's my thing. Four. I'm assuming. I oh, like I can see Noble getting the entire season. Yeah. I've... The crazy thing is though, too, there's like the best assistant coaches the game has ever had. And that's saying yeah, something because sure. the last two years they had the worst they've nearly ever had because Leper and that Brendan Bo- Leper and Brendan Bolton weren't even coaching last year. I don't think. No, I think Bolton uh, was uh, on the Hawks. Maybe Leper. Yeah, sure Bolton maybe, but yeah, Leper was in the media. Yeah, so because they weren't, they didn't have any money to pay these guys. But now because no. like COVID is obviously, I mean, if anyone's seen that Joe Rogan thing. Where the hell did COVID go, bro? Yeah, that shit's <laughs> over, bro. We can't keep going on about that. I was that. laughing Don't so get me hard. Started. The, oh my god, man! Watching, I'm going. I don't even care, bro. I'm calling out Western Australian politics here. I don't even know if that's legal in Australia, man. I don't even know. Probably what not. Is, what is legal in Australia anymore? I'm seeing guys out here. I see a man doing a toss, tossing a coin with a mask on. Bro, they and he's outside after... and then he shook he shook both of their hands. He oh, ended up shaking their hands anyway, held the coin, the umpire picked up the coin anyway. <laughs> he's wearing a mask. Yeah, and twenty like you said on your Snapchat the other night, twenty thousand people all surrounded Buddy were touching all over each other and him. Yeah, and then, and then they put the extended the long mic out. And then Rich shakes, Rich shakes his, his hand. hand. Is, of course he's going to shake his hand. No, that shit's... I, and then the players have to wear the mask when they sing the song in WA. No, uh, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they uh, don't. Last week and this week, St. Kilda just were, and I don't even remember who won over there last week, Gold Coast. They were wearing... Any Republican listening to this right now is sitting there just like... <laughs> no, uh, all the, I can't even with any of that shit, bro. The Joe Biden effect, man. Welcome to 2022. No, just... <laughs> no, it's so funny though. I think it's the funniest thing ever, man. I, what the hell were we talking about? Oh yeah, with the coaches and there's no money, and then we ended up getting the Joe Rogan, Joe Biden, and masks. But yeah, no, the it is, it is. Oh, it is shambles, man. I don't know what's going on with that. But at least there's a positive. There's a silver outlining with this now. Like, the positive is coaches are back. And yeah. a bunch of coaches are going to be on the hot seat because we've got the best assistant coaches the game has ever had. You've got Clarko, who's not even on a team. Adam Kingsley, who finished second in Carlton's thing. Um, Leper, who finished second in Collingwood's race. Brandon Bolton is now working his way back in. James Hurd is now coaching again at GWS. People will always bring up Ross Lyon anytime a job yeah, opens for sure. Um, Chris Newman is climbing the ranks rapidly. Yeah. David T could 100% look to try and... He, he, he'll, he will interview. Like, there's no reason why oh, he yeah. won't interview for jobs. Definitely. There's so many... 
guys out there now. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, that's what we're saying. I think four, I think four coaches will eventually be on the hot seat. If, yeah, if I had to put a number on the amount that are going to not be in a job in that same job next year, I would say I would go with like three. I don't think there's going to be an abundance of them, but mm. it could definitely happen. Yeah. Should we move on to the NBA or? Yeah, I think I think we'll do that. The NBA. Indiana Pacers, you are a Pacers fan, my chubby friend. What are we what are we thinking is going on with the Pacers right now? Because if they play their cards right, they could be in the play in next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I we're probably we're not gonna win 30 games this year by the looks of it. And I'm no. just happy for us to lose as many as possible, get an actual draft pick to come in for once that's not in the teens or the late teens. And that's and, not uh, 24 years old like Chris Dorte. Yeah, I mean, he he gave us a bit of hope at the start of the season. And with the win now mentality, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he kind of made sense. But, I'm yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting a younger guy. All the Pacers fans want Ivy, and I'd be happy with that. Everyone I, I have him going to you guys on my mock draft at pick five. Is it yeah. Jalen Ivy or Jaden Ivy? Jordan. I think it's Jordan, Jordan. Ivy. It's starting with a J. I know that. Um, point guard, six foot four, capable defender, not a good playmaker, but who cares? You've, you've got playmakers there's, everywhere on the page. There's a Jordan Ivy that plays in the AFLW for Geelong. <laughs> it might not this? be Jordan <laughs> because I've just searched it up. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that as a backcourt. It's Jaden Ivey. We were halfway there. Jalen Jordan. Um, Yeah. And with the Indiana Pacers, so real quick, for those of you at home, um, I think they'll roll with the same coach next year. I don't know why they sacked their coach last year. Like, they... I think we both agreed on this where it was like he wanted to bring in and space the ball a lot more, but they didn't end up building the team to space the floor and then yeah. sacked him after a year. It, it was, it just felt like it wasn't working out and it never felt like it, it was, was right. A miscommunication between the GM yeah. and the coach. It, it, it was just all wrong. And I'm a lot more happy with Rick Carlisle in the job yep. than Bjorkgren. I, I think he's at I, like, I didn't know the other dude's name. Yeah, Nate Bjorkren. I think he's at like at some other team right now as an assistant. But yeah, I I'm definitely happy with Rick Carlisle as long as he wants to be in the job, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And uh a backcourt, say that Jaden Ivey comes in and that backcourt with Tyrese Halliburton for the future, that would be very, very exciting. Yeah. I want to get into the Karis Levert trade a little bit later. Um because I'm, I have a big opinion on that. Um, but first of all, here's what the Pacers need to do. And I stand by this. You're moving Buddy Heald. Um, I don't think you do that Westbrook trade. That's like being theory. No, because, no way. Yeah, especially if you take Ivy. Um, you're moving Buddy Heald. I think you're, bring, you're trying to bring in some forward role players out of that deal. Then if I'm you guys, I'm desperately trying to bring Ricky Rubio back. I think Ricky Rubio could be yeah. so good for this team. And the realistic thing is, because of his ACL, 
I've heard rumors his market is a minimum contract. And if I was you guys, I'd sign him for a two-year Take deal, five million in an a year. Instant. And you'd yeah. think he'd re-sign back for a couple extra more million. And even if it's like seven to eight million a year, I'm doing that if I'm you guys, because to have like eight assists per game off the bench, not many players can do it. He's possibly yeah. the only one. He was playing really well before he got injured too. So, mm-hmm. and he's a player that like, I think would like fit in for the paces. I could see him playing for us. And I'd love to yeah. have Ricky Rubio actually playing. It'd be a shame if he never played a game for us. But mm-hmm. uh, well, I yeah, think- I'd... I think he probably won't ever because he's wearing number 99 right now on the paces. I don't know <laughs> if you heard about that, but they gave him number 99, which makes me think that they are not selling jerseys for this man. They don't no. care. Um, the other thing is you're trading Malcolm Brogdon. Um, that's the next thing. You're bringing in a first-round pick. Um, you're getting Miles Turner back from injury, and then I think you bring in a stretch for... Um, and then realistically... Team's looking good. You got Ivy at point, oh, yeah. Halliburton at the two. I think Duarte plays the three. Yeah, um, he he's definitely still six could. Or five. Yeah, stretch four at the four. Obviously, um, at the five, you've got Miles Turner. I still think you move on from um, TJ McConnell. Obviously, you bring back Stevenson. You bring back Rubio. Then you've got like Stevenson, Rubio coming off, off your the bench. bench. Yeah, a couple of forwards who you bring in maybe from the heel trade. Jalen Smith is your backup center, and then there is a chance you could be pushing for that plane. Now you might not get there. You might be like eleven or twelve, but that is but, at least six wins. Yeah, than it'd what be you guys a solid. Right it'd be a solid squad, and it'd be really exciting to watch. And we definitely would need to bring in a stretch after. Like, say, we move on from Buddy Hield, which looks very likely uh, yeah. to bring some shooting to the team. But, like, yeah, I'm a big fan of Smith uh, and that roster coming off the bench uh, with Rubio and Stevenson because Stevenson's got to stay at this point. Like, he can't just <laughs> keep going and coming back. So, uh, yeah, and he, he's, like, the lifeblood of our team. But, oh, man, I'd, I'd absolutely love to see that. And that way we would have started again by then instead of just adding more of these halfway there players that aren't stars but are solid and then they get injured and it's just the same thing every year. Uh, and we can build and uh, hopefully have some stars uh, because the last one we had was Oladipo. Yeah. Now, I agree with that all. And then you've got the Karis LeVert trade, which can I say... Now you rewind this trade, man. At the moment, looks like the Pacers won that, but not yeah. just won it like slightly, won it quite comfortably because the Cavaliers are really having to force the ball through Karis Levert when they want when they and need him to score. Like he he just hasn't been like they haven't found open shots for him. Like he's never yeah. open. The only time he scores is when they force the ball through him. And that's what happened at Indiana. The play had to run through him, and then he would chuck up a stupid shot. And I was getting real frustrated with him at the start. And then towards the back end of his time in Indiana, he came good, and he scored uh, quite heavily. Like, I think in the last two weeks that he was there, it finally felt like it was working. And then we got that deal done. And, yeah, I'm very happy with that deal. We couldn't keep going with Levert. It was going nowhere. We got that draft pick. And, well, especially with uh, the Cavs we... falling down now. 
They've fallen down the ranks. Yeah, they have. Because Jarrett Allen has been injured and we have no center. Um, yeah, so and that's why I'm East- saying it's not necessarily a big loss because, like, the Cavs weren't expected to be this good. Karis Levert is still a great scorer. Um, and when Jarrett Allen comes back, you'd think Karis Levert could still be that missing piece. But, dude, the paces, they ended up getting, like, pick 20 and 31 out of the deal. And Ricky Rubio yeah. could come back. Yeah, and that deal would be very much sweetened by the fact that we would have Ricky Rubio for however long if he decided to come back. But yeah, I'm very happy with those two picks. I'm very excited to go into the draft. I just pray that we draft well, finally, instead of getting TJ Leaf. I do love Goga. He's a lot better than TJ Leaf. But uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the draft once. I never really look forward to the draft as a Pacers fan because nothing ever really comes of it. Yeah. Especially true. in recent years. True, true, true. I think... We'll need to see who the Pacers draft. At the time of making this video, I still think the Cavs have won the trade. Now, that's not me being biased because I'm a Cavs fan. The reason I say this is because you'd think when Jarrett Allen comes back, when Jarrett Allen was there, the missing piece was an extra scorer. Yeah. And you think when when Garland, because he'd be able to rest, I think, a little bit more when Allen comes back because he got another star on the court. And then I think you can run the ball through Karis LeVert when Garland sits a little more. Yeah, I do, just because of the caliber of player that Karis Liver is and can be, like, it just worked in our favor that, like, we actually got something, yeah. like, valuable out of him for our future. But, like, the Cavs, like, as you said, could, he could be that missing piece by the time that uh, Jared Allen gets back and he could fit right into that team for sure. Well, right at the time making this video, the Cavs are now in the play-in um, oh, yeah, the seventh seed we down 10th. We have fallen out because of how bad our injuries have been. Uh, this time we versed the Hawks, who you would think we'd get the win against. And then yeah. we versed, I think, either... Wait, if we beat the Hawks, do we automatically just go into the playoffs then? I think so. And then, like, eighth and ninth, whoever wins that goes in. Yeah. You'd yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I don't like the playing anyway. I mean, the Hawks could 100% jump the Cavs, but like... Oh, if Trey Young make, goes off. Yeah, whether the Cavs make the playoffs or not, it's just like, well, whatever, because no one's hating on us at the moment. The only people hating on the Cavs are Cavs fans, and they need to understand that we were not expected to be this good. So oh, you can't hate sure. on us right now. No one's hating on the Cavs because they've exceeded yeah. expectations so, like, so much, especially mm. at the start of the season. I've seen a lot of Cavs talk about how, like, I made a video talking about how frustrating we are to watch, and that's not even me, like, really calling us out. I'm just saying because, like, Jarrett Allen injury, that video will be coming out soon. But the, with the Cavaliers fans, they need to chill out a little bit because, like, man, if you were to even make the play in, bro, people had us finishing last in the conference. Yeah, I I wasn't... I don't know where I actually had the Cavs in my predictions. Mm. I don't think it was last, but I think it definitely, was 13th most people had us in. Yeah, I didn't have them making the play-in or anything. Or, like, they played so well, and they were so much fun to watch uh, through the middle of the season, too. So they've definitely exceeded expectations. I haven't seen, like, the hate from the Cavs fans because I don't, like... I'm not in, like, the Cavs circle. Yeah. So... It would be pretty annoying if, like, it's the team was getting shit on for no reason. 
because they've exceeded expectations so yeah. much. Like I'm pretty sure you're, you're like 40 and 30, the yeah, record. So pretty much. Yeah. Which is such a frustrating team to watch in the NBA at the moment because we're like three and seven in our last 10. Um, oh, yeah. And we just don't have a center. Like desperately in free agency, we need a backup center, like a, a good interior guy to come in. Um, we'll find one, obviously. I don't know who it will be, but someone will come. Um, so, yeah, that's going to happen. But, I mean, speaking of free agents, there are a lot of free agents kind of hanging around right now. Um, and there are a couple of big names. you got Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Zach Levine. I think and... all of them stay. Yeah, but so do I. if you had to pick one, what would who would be the guy to leave? So it's Levine, Irving, Beal, and who else? And Beale. Harden. Yeah, I Kyrie said he committed to staying and he's not going to leave KD, but uh, he said good. he was staying in Boston. Yeah, he did, and you see, he was staying in Cleveland too. Yeah, so hmm, I I heard something that he wants to go to the Lakers, but I'm no. not like reading into that at all. You wouldn't think he uh, would go to another democratic state. Especially after everything oh, that has happened to that man. I completely man. forgot about that, bro. And he's getting, he's going to be allowed to play home games, isn't he? Yeah, but like, that was only because the New York um, leader, who is a Democrat, got like, was under that much scrutiny. Like, man, when was the last time a Republican was a leader of New York? That's how bad it got. They were thinking, bro, they were talking they, about a Republican coming in one day. They, they were set that him, pissed. they allowed him to. Watch sit games. at courtside and but go, not handshake, play. go and handshake the players after the game on the court on the court but wouldn't let him play at hmm. least at least he's back and he can play for the playoffs because he's been in amazing form like uh me will and blake were saying on the train if you do the eye test with the players like statistically Kyrie isn't like the best player in the league but watching him he's so skillful uh, he's just really great to watch. And yeah. Brooklyn, who knows where they could go with him and KD healthy in the playoffs. Uh, Is Kyrie the chaotic guy? Like that if the Wizards were to come to his door and say, we've got Bill, Kuzma, and Kristaps. Hey, man, the, what, what's yeah, going on? I, Kyrie is one that I could see leaving. I'm not sure about Harden. I think he might stay, especially for another year. I, the one that I have actually heard whispers about is Zach Levine uh, not being happy at the Bulls because they've slid and he wants out. I don't know why. I which, don't think he you, actually wants out, but I've where, heard whispers that he might want out. On Instagram or? On Instagram or Twitter or something like that. And he could be one that could just be really unexpected, I think, if he were to leave. But it's one that could happen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like put my house on it, but I think that that's one that possibly could. But I, that team with Demar, like they've got to keep trying with that, just because they yeah. lost a couple of games. Oh well, they've got the playoffs secured now anyway, because the Cavs yeah. have slid, so they don't have to yeah, worry about the Cavs. True. And I don't think the Raptors are good enough to catch them. Man, the team no. just needs depth, and they need to trade Kobe White for depth, and then you've got it figured out. There's really not that much more to kind of go on with that team. It's no, just, not really. I don't think They've got Vucevic, Lonzo. Yeah. I, 
yeah, I don't think he's leaving, but it was just There's so unexpected yeah. when I when I, I saw so. it. Because it's like, why would Zach Levine want to leave the Bulls, especially right now? But yeah. Yeah, Kyrie is probably the most likely out of that bunch. Beal could, I think, Harden staying for some reason, something in me just says. Oh, he will hundred percent stay at Philly. Yeah. I don't see him leaving, especially after he spent that much time getting there. I feel like Bradley Beal is another one, but We've spoken about this before. I think Bradley Beal 100% signs some type of Supermax for the Wizards. and Yeah, so do I. I don't think anything gets past him doing that. Yeah, if I had to bet on it, I'd say they're all staying. But yeah. Kyrie might He's be so the most chaotic, likely. man. Yeah, like, you just never know with him. There's, there's always going to be a storyline on the table for Kyrie Irving. Always oh, yeah. will be. There always yeah. will be, like... Lakers are in absolute shambles now. If you're Kyrie Irving, you're like, hey, man, I'm the most drama-loving person in the league. <laughs> Let's go join another democratic state where there will be so much drama. Go join and LeBron imagine the Lakers and then send Westbrook to go play with Durant, who he's already <laughs> played with before. And hey, no, that would just that would be the funniest thing, bro, if Westbrook got sent to play with KD. And then I, it wouldn't happen. Kyrie can go sit courtside with Anthony Davis and just be injured all season while LeBron <laughs> carries them again. <laughs> LeBron's like, I got my 25 points. We're all good. We're no, all bro. good. <laughs> There's the storyline for Kyrie Irving. Screw that it. Would... Let's have a good reunion. Send Andre Drummond to the Lakers as well. That man got two <laughs> games there. I feel bad for that guy. He was actually all right on the Lakers, and they someone there said, yeah, Deion, he didn't cut it out. Let's get rid of Andre Drummond and bring in DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> someone at the Lakers thought, yeah, that's the move. Yeah, no. <laughs> Bro, that was – and the Lakers fans' reactions to all that would just be perfect. It'd be the most crazy yeah. thing in the league. But – uh. The, the, Literally, they need to stop listening to the fans because the fans traded away Kyle Kuzma, Andre Drummond, KCP, all of these players, and the fans <laughs> brought back in. Players. They brought back in DeAndre Jordan and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and Kuzma and KCP. Like KCP's a valuable shooter. Kuzma is playing really well in Washington. I think things would be a fair bit different if. Yeah, uh, that trade hadn't gone down, but yeah, bro, their fans are just hilarious. There's so many of them, and yeah, the deals that they've been making are very questionable. Very, very questionable. I really, there's not a whole lot more to cover, but speaking about the playoffs, is there a team in the NBA right now who you expect to surprise in the playoffs? Or well, it, oh. It's not quite a surprise because of how well they've been playing lately, but I think the Celtics can go a long way. Uh, other than that, oh man, I don't know how Memphis will go in the playoffs. They've obviously been incredible, mm-hmm. but uh, I think Denver might shock some people because yeah. no one ever talks about Denver, and even that getting past the, one the I was first just round, at. past the first round is like a surprise to people. And they made. And I mean, where did they finish they, last year? semis yeah i think so 
Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. But like they have Jokic, that man can do anything. You'd think the Nets should surprise people because I don't feel like anyone is oh, saying yeah. the Nets are it's, even going to do anything. It, it feels like it's not even a surprise based on who they've got on their team, and just once they and well somehow not get it healthy. Is. Yeah, yeah, but once they're all out on the floor, like just imagine, like best, what are they eighth seed right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Nets would be a surprise, but not quite a surprise considering they've got KD and Kyrie. Uh, I have grown very fond of Boston recently. I don't think Miami will play that well, to be honest. I can't. I just think Boston need the playmaking, man. Like, if they had Ricky Rubio on their team, and, like, they need shooters, bro. bro. Like, I know their shooting has been so much more consistent recently, but damn, dude, if they just had... Like, I know Grant Williams has been great from three. Al Horford has as well. So has Tatum and Brown. But if they just A shooter on that team would... Yeah, that would be so valuable and so good for them. Like, a dude that could shoot and play make would be the ideal. Oh, 100%. 100%. I don't know who that would be. But, uh... Clearly, Dennis Schroeder was not the guy. <laughs> no. No. What, what's happened to Dennis Schroeder, They bro? got rid of Dennis Schroeder and, like, made... Went from the... Barely in the play into, like, the first team. Yeah. For, just from getting rid of Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> that poor man, bro, passing up that contract. Hold on. Anyway. He's not even playing at... Oh, no, he is playing for the... Oh, my God. He played for the Rockets today, and in 30 minutes, he had 10 points and 8 assists. I was. I don't know say, where the 8 assists came from. I haven't heard about that man in, in quite a while. Send him back to Oklahoma. Banish no, people legit. who make stupid mistakes in their life to Oklahoma. <laughs> Send them all to Oklahoma. <laughs> Josh Giddy got banished to Oklahoma because he was told that his weakness in basketball was basketball. Was, yeah, and he was got everything. banished to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> and now all those people that were giving him shit, they now love him. Yeah. and then He's gone for the rest of the season. Mike Muscala has probably been banished to Oklahoma longer than anyone ever has. He's been Mike on that Mustala, Oklahoma team for bro. two and a half endless years. Two and a half years of Sam I'm praying for that man. <laughs> what He's is, only 30? How bad would you feel if Mike Muscala got traded for a second round pick and cash considerations <laughs> after all the suffering he's done in Oklahoma? The poor uh, guy just to get waved by Detroit or something. <laughs> I'm praying for Mike Muscala, bro. <laughs> get that man out. <laughs> bro, do you know what would cure his depression? Tasmania Jack Jumpers. That's the only thing that can help this man now. Bro, the Jack Jumpers are hype. Their coach is a G. Can you, like, think about... So, Oklahoma have been doing this shit for three years, right? And I wouldn't say SGA really counts because he always knew he was never going to get traded. But think about it. Mike Muscala has been there for three years, sitting there knowing well he could be getting traded for a second-round pick any single day on a team (laughs) that's trying to finish last every year for the next 11 years. Yeah, it's so confusing because they've got... 
SGA and now they've got Giddy, they've, they've got Lou Dort. It's yeah. like, where from here, bro? And why do they think all of these picks are going to, like, tremendously save them? Like, Giddy and Lou Dort and SGA are playing insane basketball and they're still one from nine, one from ten, I mean, in their last ten games. They've yeah, won one and, game. Yeah, and these players that these players that they draft and come in, they'll still yeah. take time. There's no guarantee that they'd be anywhere near as good as Giddy has been. And then by yeah. the time they start playing well, like how long has it been at the bottom? Yeah. And, and if it, if they finish now where they are, they'll have the fifth overall pick where they're projected to take Jalen Duran, who is a center who's six foot nine, who has Dwight or six foot ten, who has Dwight Howard potential. But I mean, if shit goes wrong, he could end up just being like Tristan Thompson. Oh, or bro, worst version. That yeah, like where, where's the answer center. gonna come? If and they no, got a good center, that would yeah. be very good for them. And no free agent is ever going to want to come to this team. Yeah, I, I feel that with Indiana. And they need to draft oh. these good players, but that the those times where they were just gathering picks was just it was just so crazy. It, it never made much sense. Players will go to Indiana. They will sign role players because so many players will want to be... Because they always have these good role players. They always finesse like a Jeremy Lamb or something out of nowhere. They'll get them. But none of these role players are going to want to come to Oklahoma because they're too scared they're going to get traded for like a second round pick to uh, Alabama or something. Like, yeah, they don't know where they're going to go. They need guarantees that that shit's going to stop. <laughs> yeah. And we don't know if it ever will because in the offseason, Pokashevsky could get traded for like a 2033 second round pick or something. Like it's happened oh, before. Surely, surely they're almost done with sporting not, picks like that. can't even be almost done. It needs to be done full stop. Yeah. Like, it'd just be a bit ridiculous if they just traded, like, tried to gather as many yeah. as possible still. That would just... That Poor would just Mike be... Muscala, man. That's going to be the title of this podcast. Poor Mike Muscala. Someone <laughs> check on my man. Get Please that man out. I if he wants to come to Australia, I'll vouch my freaking house for that bloke. He's been through the trenches. Welcome him home. No one Treat has suffered more than Mike Muscala on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he had to spend time on that Lakers team as well, where, like, Caruso I was their best player. I forgot about that. <laughs> Bro. And he, he got the hell out of there and thought Oklahoma was the next best stop. <laughs> oh, what? Where can I go from here? <laughs> Oklahoma. My life is ruined. What's the next stop? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's any further down he can go at this point. Than Oklahoma. Mate, it's an endless spiral. Endless spiral. It is with them. It needs... Oh. It, next year, it'll be interesting to yeah. see how they go and if they're just down the bottom again, going for more picks. Yeah. Um, geez. Yeah, like, uh, it's so hard to get a talent anyone. Like, as we were talking about, I don't know who the surprise NBA team will be um, for the playoffs, realistically. I don't know who they, they're going to um, go, who's going to be the guy or the team, rather. But I'm going to say the Nuggets, maybe. Nuggets, yeah. And, 
they'll they'll be the team I think that could shock some people because they they will get out of the first round most likely, and that's enough to shock people now. Yeah, that's true. I I could see them playing quite well in the playoffs. Jamal Murray's not back anytime, not until next season. Yeah, um, he's playing G League. I think this week. Oh, really? Yeah. So he should be back for the playoffs. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah then they could win. They could definitely win uh, their first round series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, especially with Jamal Murray, I can definitely see that happening and Jokic becomes Superman like he already is. But uh, to get past teams like Phoenix and, well, Golden State, obviously you wouldn't say would happen. Mm, I agree. But yeah, I think that's, that's all we're going to talk about for on this podcast today. Thank you, Big Bear Daddy D Devlin, for coming on Cheers again. for having me on. Yeah, we'll do this again next week, I'm assuming, unless we forget again. Um, yeah, like the we'll tips see. and predictions and whatnot. We'll see what's going on. But yeah, make sure to leave a like, uh, subscribe to the channel, uh, comment F and pay your respects for Mike Muscala. <laughs> Mike Muscala. <laughs> Someone tag him, please. And yeah, subscribe yeah, to my other watching. channels. Get him on the podcast, bro. We'll, this will be his yeah, therapy just like session. Mitch Creek. Just like Mitch. Oh. We'll we'll let him we'll let him vent to us for an hour. <laughs> he can uh, lay out you. all his problems. Thank you for watching. Leave a like, subscribe, and comment, and we will see you guys next time. Goodbye.